welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, I'm super excited to be with you today and bring you another amazing guest here on our Creating Powerful Impact podcast. Today, I have the phenomenal Charles Reed with me, who is a certified public accountant. He's a U.S. tax court practitioner, a former member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council. On top of that, he's a Vietnam vet and the founder of Get Payroll. So just a little behind the scenes, Mr. Reed's companies have provided full service payroll services, payroll tax services, and other payroll related services since 1991. And so I'm excited to bring him to you today because not only are we going to talk a little bit about payroll because that's important for small businesses, but we're also going to dive into a little bit behind the scenes of what Charles did to grow his business. He's been in this game for 30 years, everybody. So I know he's got some wins. He's got some, oh my God, I wish that didn't happen, but it made me so much better moments. And I'm excited for him to share those things with you. So welcome to the podcast, Charles. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I love it. I love it. So we like to start out with you know, how are you out in the world right now? What is it that you're doing? How are you creating impact in the world? Well, we've been in business, like you said, for more than 30 years. We provide Mm -hmm. payroll services. But to get us out in the world, we're doing a lot of social media. We're doing a lot of podcasts, uh, interviews. We have our own blog. We have a, a videographer that creates Uh, videos for us uh, literally on a weekly basis, Uh, some serious, some fun. Uh, We have a YouTube channel. Uh, You should go look at our our fun videos. Our most recent Halloween video features the um, Army of the Dead, which is the, well, the Army of the IRS, which is the Army of the Dead. (laughs) Zombies rising from the ground. You're you're like trying to make payroll fun, right? Because that's not like necessarily a sexy topic. It's like, woo, payroll. I love that but you're making it fun. It can be fun. I mean, you can make anything fun if you work at it. Okay. <laughs> some, yes. some, some take a little more work than others. <laughs> but we have Halloween. We have uh, a Star Wars uh, parody. We have a Godfather parody. Uh, we do Christmas videos. We have fun. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna. I'm. I'm having to write that as a note to remind myself to go and watch your videos. <laughs> I love it. 
So, okay, that's how you're getting out in the world. Now, how are we actually creating some impact once we, we get a hold of the people in your space? Well, we take care of our clients. Mm. Uh, we bend over backwards for our clients. Um, we offer a level of compliance that our competitors don't. We keep them out of trouble. <laughs> One of the things we do with our payroll clients is we take a form 2848, which is an IRS limited power of attorney. Okay. And let's us advocate for our clients with the Internal Revenue Service and with the states. We do that as well. So when the IRS makes a mistake and they make millions of them, mm-hmm. we can fight it. We know how to fight it. We know what to do. We know what to some of these things. I had one that took nine years to solve. What? It took nine years. They wanted $95,000 in penalties from my client. Oh, my God. We, we appealed it. 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 I finally got to the director of field operations. He wouldn't return my calls. So I called the chief of appeals in D.C., who I had met uh, at being on the IRS advisory council. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I can't get this guy to return my calls. So he says, I'll have him call you. <laughs> he called me that afternoon. It's always better when it comes from the top down. Right. Uh, oh, my God. I the situation through with him. Mm-hmm. He had it assigned to another appeals office. They looked at it. And my client got a $400 refund instead of a $95,000 penalty. Oh, my God. So you actually made your client money versus losing over 95 k Absolutely. In me- most cases, in many cases, we are a profit center to small businesses. Ooh, Charles, I love that. You're a profit center. Because people, like, you think about it and you're like, oh, I just have to do payroll and I have to do my taxes and I have to do all of this accounting stuff. And like, oh my gosh, my head hurts so much about it. But you're a, I love that you're flipping it and you're an actual profit center. You're saving them money. If they do it themselves, particularly small, small business owners, they will not make a deposit. They will do the form incorrectly. Those cause penalties. Mm. The IRS will make a mistake and they don't know how to solve it. Mm. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the analogy I use is when I grew up, Pele was the world's best soccer player. Okay. Wonderful athlete, still alive. But if you take Pele and put him in a New York Yankees uniform at second base, <laughs> he'd be absolutely lost. He wouldn't know the game, the rules. Pick up the ball with your hands. I mean, you know, it's just not his game. Yeah. So you take a small businessman who's an expert at what he does. He's Mm -hmm. an engineer, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, a barber, whatever. And he's an expert at what he does. Mm -hmm. He he has a successful business. He keeps his clients happy or he'd be out of business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say, go deal with the IRS. He's Pele at second base. He's lost. (laughs) Where do you start? What do you who do you talk to? What do you say? How do you even know what the rules are? Because the rules are crazy. The rules are insane. Yeah. Uh, and, and and they change all, all the time. time. All the time. And and, and you, people you, can read them differently, right? This is how oh, I'm interpreting it. This is how I'm interpreting it. And you could have the same like entity, different examples or different outcomes. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm a U.S. tax court practitioner. I, I, mm. because the IRS was getting crazy and I went and got that so I could represent my clients in U.S. tax court 
even though I'm not an attorney, because mm. when it comes down to it, it's what the judge says. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. if you take your own case in the tax court, I recommend you go back and read Mark Twain. Okay. Uh, Anybody who represents themselves in court has a fool for a client. <laughs> okay. Because you don't know the rules. You don't know the procedure. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just know this isn't right. Well, now you've got people on the other side who are experts at making you look like an idiot. Mm, yeah. So you have to have somebody on your side. And that's me. I love it. I love it. I mean, just case in point alone, saving them 95K and then actually earning them a refund on top of that. I don't think anybody here would say, yeah, no, don't do that for me. Right? Like, Yeah. And and, and frankly, that 95,000, if you put that in the bank and earn interest off of it, you will never pay me a penny mm-hmm. forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. It will generate you more revenue and interest than I charge you in a year. So I'm a profit center. <laughs> profit <well>. center. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay. So obviously 30 years experience, you've had some ups and downs in growing and scaling your business. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about like how you started out and then what are some of the things that you learned as you started to climb the mountain? And I'm sure there's been a number of mountains. What's been kind of the key pieces that have gotten you from here to here to here? Okay. I bought, I went to work for Financial Express, which was a franchisor, as their chief operating officer. And the board wanted the company to get rid of the original operation, which was a mobile accounting service with a payroll sideline. So I bought it. Well, a year later, the franchisor went belly up. Uh, The president was sleeping with one of the sales girls, and the vice president wanted to be president, and it just blew up. So I changed, I'd gone into business with my wife. So we just changed the name and kept on going. And that's been more than 30 years now. Oh my gosh. After a few years, we'd grown and I was getting frustrated and I was ready to fire my staff and move it back into the game room. (laughs) Literally. Been there. (laughs) And a friend of mine gave me Michael Gerber's book. The E-Myth Revisited. Uh, uh And it taught me how to work on my business, not in my business. Because as entrepreneurs, we make ourselves a job. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And that produces an income. And as long as you're doing it in the game room, it's great. But once you start hiring people and growing, you have to work on your business. Yes. That's key. That's absolutely key to growth. If you don't do that, you're not going to grow. You may succeed, but you're never going to grow and be what you could be. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest lesson. I buy that book by the dozen. I give it out to clients all the time. And it's required reading of every new employee I hire. Really? Period. Wow. I that's, love how, that's how much I believe in the idea of working on your business, not in your business. Wow. Okay. Even produces- for your team. Yes, Absolutely. They need to buy into the concept. Otherwise, mm. it's not going to work. Right. All of us need to work on the business. Mm-hmm. All of us need to structure mm. it. All of us need to add to the procedures and the policies mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis. Every time something new comes up, we add that. And so we can bring somebody in from outside and give them the 
the procedure manual, and they can do a payroll just the way I would do it. The first time it may take them a week right. instead, of, instead of 10 minutes because they're reading the procedure manual, but everything's there. Mm-hmm. And so that allows me to have my people produce payroll the way a CPA myself would do it. So every payroll that comes out of here is done as if a CPA did it. Wow. Because we have procedures and procedure manuals in place to guarantee that happens. Mm-hmm. So the systems and the processes, the SOPs, the, the opportunity for you know you to have it come out of your brain, put it into a system, have somebody else come in, do it, see what's missing, tweak and adjust it, do it again, have somebody else do it to the point now where 30 years down the road, it's like a well-oiled machine. It is, but because the law changes, Uh technology changes, we get clients in new industries that we've never heard of before Uh because they're being created. That is a living document. It changes all the time. It It has to adapt. It has to change. It has to grow. It Hence cannot the reason be added. Why you have your team read the book, right? Because they're constantly tweaking and adjusting it to what's actually happening out in the world right now. It's not yes. like a set it and forget it type of thing. It's a like you said, a living, breathing document. That's exactly what I say for my master documents when I'm planning an event. It's a living, breathing document. It's constantly yes. changing. Yes. yes. Okay. Fantastic. Beautiful. So, so that was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple other things that happened. When I hired my first non-revenue producing employee, mm. this was, you know, 25, 26 years ago, hired basically a secretary. Mm-hmm. You don't call them secretaries today, but you did then. Yeah. Virtual assistants, well, executive assistants today. <laughs> whatever. Penny was a darling. She gave better phone than anybody I've ever seen. She could talk to the clients one time, and the next time when they said, is Charles in, she'd know who they were. Wow. She was fabulous. When she left us, she went to work as the executive assistant for the head of Mary Kay Cosmetics. Wow. Okay. So she was she was wonderful. And that was a very hard hire because mm. she wasn't producing revenue. But in reality, she was. She mm-hmm. freed up my time and other time, kept clients happy, solved problems, and it cre- she, she paid for herself many times over. And that was a learning experience for me. Right. Now, because, I mean, essentially, if you were to look at yourself as a per dollar an hour number, let's just say it's $100 an hour, if she could take $15, $20 hour tasks off of your plate, she's actually earning you money. Because then you can go and actually do something that's going, you can charge $100 an hour for. Right. Instead of doing $15 an hour mundane tasks, I can do $100 an hour professional tasks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so she she made us money. There's no doubt about that. And created customer service where they like love you, right? Exactly. And earlier, before we jumped on here, you were talking a little bit about like what makes you different from like the big names and the big guys out there is really the the customer service aspect of it. The customer service and the compliance. We do things for our clients that the majors 
won't or can't do. Mm. Okay. If you call up our major, okay. as a lark one day, I called uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, CEO of ADP, called up the ADP number mm-hmm. and asked for the president. Mm-hmm. And the operator of the switchboard said, the president of what? <laughs> I said, this is ADP, right? And she said, yes. I said, well, the president of ADP, that's why I'm calling ADP. She said, oh, well, wait one moment. She came back. She said, he doesn't have a phone. Okay. I said, you're telling me that the president of a multi-billion dollar corporation does not have a phone on his desk that he can use. Well, uh, he, he, he probably does, but uh, we can't connect to it. I said, so no client can call you and speak to the president of the company. And she says, no. And at this point, I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> uh, I, I finally said, thank you and hung up. Mm-hmm. If a client, a potential client, or just some random individual calls our office and says, can I talk to Charles? They'll transfer the phone to me. Mm. I take the calls. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm not happy. I took them because of problems (laughs) and we've got to solve them. Uh, But, you know, if my clients can't talk to me, who the hell are they going to talk to? Mm. If I'm not happy with one of my people, Mm -hmm. I need to know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the one guy that'll call, there's 10 that won't. Yes. And so I need to know that complaint because it's critical. If somebody is willing to take the time and trouble to call me because they have a problem with my company or my people or my services or whatever, I want to know. Okay. And for ADP, not that. Now, I didn't really expect to get a hold of Paul, but smart corporations have a person or a group of people that take those calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're troubleshooters for the president. Right. And they speak with his voice mm-hmm. and they can solve internal problems. Mm-hmm. My competitors don't have that. Mm. And I think it's insane. Yeah. But that's why we take clients from all the time. <laughs> right. So maybe I shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't put this out there for them to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the ways clients come in to get ready to roll. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I mean, my goodness. In just the short amount of time, we've heard you talk about how you've saved people over $95,000 in one client um, transaction, how you have been able to increase and scale and leverage your company, um, how an amazing hire is actually saving you money. Now I want to know, like, what is what's going on for you over the next couple of years? What's what's the next mountain you guys are are heading towards? What's the plan? We're, well, we're continuing to grow, and we're working on that hot and heavy all the time, mm-hmm. literally every day. Uh, we have some marketing plans in place. Um, we continue to produce videos. Uh, my my book, which is now my business card, we're doing everything we can to get out into the marketplace because a saying that I taught my sales manager 
who now claims it as his own, is in the payroll business, it's never no. Hmm. It's just not today. Okay. The people we talk to that ha- are in business, sooner or later, they're going to go to a payroll service bureau or they're going to become unhappy with the service bureau they're with. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a top of mind. Mm-hmm. I want to be the person they call. I want to be on their bookshelf. I want to be on their desk. I want to be on their computer. I want them when payroll comes up, they say, oh, get payroll. Mm-hmm. I know those people. I know about that. Let me call Charles. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Okay. So we're constantly out there, uh, social media, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, blogs, articles, um, podcasts. We're, we're constantly out in front of people and we're doing more and more of that and getting out to more people all the time. So we're going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, in the end, I'm 73. Uh, my people ask me when I'm going to retire. I say, one of these days, you're going to come in and find me dead at my desk. I've retired. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. Okay, good. But the business is going to them. Mm. My employees get the business. We're working on the succession planning right now. And that's mm. where we're going to go. It's going to become a totally employee-owned business at some uh-huh. point. And when I'm dead, they can do with it as they please. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and uh, manage the company for the grave. That's kind of a silly <laughs> thing to do. Uh, though people try to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's and that that makes for. A, my people are interested. They they are they they want the thing to grow. They want the business to succeed because they know it's their retirement as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have a good time. Yeah. I mean, it, it just goes to show how your company is different, how you really are creating impact, not only within your own organization to the point where they're like, okay, I can see how I can make this better. And what do we need to tweak and adjust? And you're now looking at an exit plan that's going to then give it over to them and how they continue with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you're also creating impact in the lives of the people that you're serving and your community within your company understands that as probably one of the key principles of who they are and what you do at Get Payroll, which I love hearing about. Uh, my question for you now is you mentioned your book. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the new book, the, the payroll book? The payroll book, a guide for small businesses and startups. It's 30 years of wisdom, experience, mistakes, uh, distilled down to 95,000 words. <laughs> Specifically. I, there, yeah, there, there was nothing in, out there for small businesses. The only comparable thing is from the American Payroll Association, uh, and it is designed to train uh, certified payroll processors, and it's 600 bucks. Hmm. So I said, let me write something. I'll, I'll knock out a, a book. Mm-hmm. Well, two years later, (laughs) so uh, actually my, my publicist, uh, who's also a client, a PR firm here in town, uh, knew somebody at Wiley. So we talked to Wiley and Wiley agreed to publish it and made it a much, much better book than if I'd done it myself. Right. Uh, 
they're, they're experts, design, layout, uh, copy editing, indexing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just it, it, incredible. Yeah, it, I don't make near as much money off the book as if I'd done it myself, but it's a much, much better book for my clients and for people who are interested in payroll and for small businesses and for startups. Um, it, it's, 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 you know, it's a reference guide, but it also has horror stories. It has, uh, you know, things not to do, uh-huh. uh, places where uh, clients or other people in the industry have screwed up. Mm. Um, it, there's, there's caveats, there's warnings, but it, it teaches you the first, the first chapter is entity selection and how it affects payroll. And it goes into taxes and legal aspects and what's an employee and what's a contractor, Mm. uh, statutory employees, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Uh, How to avoid penalties, how to fix them if you get hit with them, Mm. how to do a payroll. Mm -hmm. What what are all the terms? What do they mean to go from the start to the finish? And then all the, not all, but a lot of the ancillary things, uh, PEOs, cheat, uh, record keeping, handbooks. Uh, illegal aliens, legal aliens, uh, on and on. So ninety-five thousand dollars, ninety-five thousand words of wisdom, or experience. Um, so, uh, and and what I'd like to do is for your listeners, mm-hmm. if they would like a copy of the book for their use, if they will go to the payrollbook.com, enter the discount code podcast, we will ship them free of charge a copy of the book as long as supplies last. Wow, that's amazing. And there was even just nuggets in there that I was hearing. One, I can see for our small business owners out there, this is probably a really good resource for their team, right? That they can use and they can reference and they can like, oh, okay, this is what this means. It doesn't necessarily mean our CEOs have to read the book. It's always good to know the information, in my opinion. Um, Just like you read the E-Myth and you gave it to your team, do the same thing, read the payroll book and then give it to your team so they can help implement. And then if it gets too crazy, just call up Charles and his team and have him handle it for you. Because even even though you said you could have made so much more money if you had done the book yourself, you gave it to the experts, right? That's what I heard. That was one of the biggest takeaways is you hired the experts because they know what they're doing. They're doing this all day, every day. Let them handle it, be in their genius zone. You stay in your genius zone. Same thing here. Go to get payroll, have them go ahead and be in the genius zone so you can do what you do best and creating your own powerful impact going forward. Exactly. And and my phone number's in the book. Oh, Oh my goodness, who does that, <laughs> right? Wow, that's a crazy thing, but I love it because that just goes to show who you guys are as a company. It's like, you can get a hold of us. Yeah. Here's the number. Yeah, ask for Charles. I'll, yeah, I'll talk to you. <laughs> if they if they call you up, should they ask you a specific question? Like, you know, what's, what's your favorite chocolate or just payroll things? I'll talk to anybody. You know, I don't care. we'll talk about the weather it's fine there you go there you go well thank you so much charles i greatly appreciate you being here with us today so many key nuggets have been dropped today so we will go ahead and put all of the details in the show notes to make sure that you can go ahead and get the payroll book go to the payrollbook.com enter in that discount code podcast and they can get that sent over to you 
Any final words for our listening audience today? Yes. And this is one I stole from Bill Gates. And this is for all small businesses and entrepreneurs, particularly entrepreneurs. People will overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Mm. It's a marathon, guys. Mm. It's not a sprint. Not this week, not this month, not this year, but over the years, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. I am after 30 years. I'm just sickled pink with what we've been able to do. But it didn't happen in a year. Mm -hmm. Mm. Perfect. Thank you so much, Charles. We greatly appreciate you. And we look forward to staying connected. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,